okay, when we leave here, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go to different places for different reasons to get a meal. The same meal. We're all going to eat some food. Not the same meal, food. But we're going to go Italian, Mexican, Chinese. I would love it. Pray for Sister Laura. God would give her a, a Chinese food. Maybe, maybe the Lord's... <laughs> Maybe the Lord's protecting me there because if she did, I'd be huge. Huger. Is that a word? No. Go. The commission to go and teach all nations. That's everybody. Why are we not all over this world on the same page? Because it's the devil's business to steal and kill the word of God. Always has. From the very beginning, the guard always has. If you follow the thread, the devil's always been very good at making changes. Why? Because we're so diverse. We're different in cultures all over the world. We're different in ideas. We're different in the way we live our lives. We're different in the kind of foods that we like. We're different in the way that we dress. But he said, go into all and teach all nations. Baptize. That's why missions is important. We can't get, Jesus didn't physically get there, but we have the means of getting there by sending someone that's willing to go. That's why missions, if you don't support missions, you should. Because I can't get there, you can't get there, but we, we can help get the word to all the world. Now, now think about this, because as the world grows, what is it, they say there's over 8 billion people on the planet? My Lord. Think about that. As it just continues to expand, that just means there's more discipleship needed. The more there is to get to, the more, there is, the, more the need is to reach. Now think about it. That's why, that's why when you think about it, there's really a never-ending cycle. There's a never-ending cycle in, in the generation because every, every generation has a new group coming up. And we need disciples. We need people willing to go to all the nations, not just here. In fact, let me back up and say this here. In the United States of America, there's a lacking. Everybody wants to go to certain areas to preach, but they don't want to go to the hard-hit areas. I don't want to go down to Podunk. But I promise you, I promise you, God's calling people to do things that some are not willing to do. We've got to be willing to be discipled by the Lord. When Jesus said, follow me, he didn't give them a great big dissertation about why you've got to follow me or why you should. But we've got to get up in pulpits all over the world today and explain to people what and why we believe what we believe. And I'm not talking about splitting hairs about standards and language and all. I'm talking about being baptized, uh, teaching all nations about salvation. Salvation is the key. It's first. We learn to love the Lord. We learn to want to please God. Just like in our natural relationships, we, you know, you just don't meet somebody and all of a sudden, hey, man, we're, <laughs> I don't know one of you. 
that got along as soon as you got married forever. Even Sister Laura, she's out of here, I can tell her. Even Sister Laura, where'd she go? She ain't hiding on me. So she pops up, I'm in trouble. Even Sister Laura, you don't think she don't get lippy, mad? You don't think that she can throw a fit? She can. We first got married. She cracked my head with a glass, with one of those uh, uh, metal, you know, uh, Tupperware. Remember the colors, green, red, they're, but they're metal. On a Friday night eating pizza, after I'd been working all week and thought I was doing we got into it, bam, made me bleed. Yeah, I'll need a little sympathy here. I, well, I didn't say nothing, just words. I'm telling you, I've never put my hands on her other than to grab her and get her off of me. Because another time she went taz on me and I had to put her up against the wall. Stop! She's a redneck. She come from a red. And so that's why I had to move out of that little circle. That's why I had to move out of that little circle of family and move to the country. Now you heard all that in a nutshell. 1983, I left. We left that circle and, got, and everything got better. But he said, go. Now, 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 think about it. Watch. I can't go. Can you? No. How do we go? How do we go? I can send. Because he gave us the commission to go into all the world. I can't go personally. He didn't go personally. And the Lord's not going to ask you or I to do something that he can't do. But he's going to disciple us. He's going to train us. He's going to equip us. And he's going to call people to do such. You have to have a calling to do something like that. You do. Because you're not going to have all the stuff that you have in America. At all. So the Matthew 28, 9, he said, Go into all the world, teach all nations. So what Jesus did not do personally, now get this, he sent. Somebody say he sent. He sent disciples to do it. And along with future disciples. You say future disciples. Yeah. What did he tell Peter? He said, I will build my church. How does he build his church? By sending disciples, by calling people into the ministry. That's why we've heard Paul talk about the five-fold ministry. Pastoring evangelism. That's what God has called and commissioned to do, to reach the lost. Because the goal was and still is to reach the whole world. Look around. Look around and look around this world. Now, I don't want to get political, but we worry about the goofiest stuff. Now, listen to me. We worry about tangible, material stuff when there's people dying every day, going into eternity. And we're living in a culture where everybody's okay and everybody's in heaven looking down on you. That is simply not the case. There's a great commission that's been given to mankind to repent, to be baptized, to be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. 
No man shall see. No, that's nobody. No man, John 3, 5. No man shall see the kingdom of God unless what? Unless they're reborn. Born of water and of spirit. It takes being repentant to take baptism in Jesus' name. That's why I said go teaching. You've got to teach them about baptism. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He didn't say go baptizing in my name. Why? Because he said me and my Father are one. He said I'm just the flesh. I'm just the sacrifice. I'm just the lamb. That's why Paul put it in 2 Corinthians 5.19. To wit. That's a legal term, by the way. To wit. God, spirit, was in Christ, flesh, justifying the world. Bringing the world back to him. That's, I mean, that's, that's about as simple as you can get it. But we get caught up in the emotions. We get caught up in the physical. We get caught up in the, in the tangibles. And the Lord says, listen, that's because when you think about it, he said, he, he didn't say, you got to leave your mom and dad. You got to leave your family. You got to leave your job. You got to get out of your mess to follow me. That's what you got to do. He didn't say that. He just said, follow me. It's on you. It's on our heart. It's on what we desire from God. Because if there's something inside us that's drawing us, guess what? God will supply. He'll come along right in time. I promise you, like anybody else, these fishermen, it's not, a, it's not an easy life. And I promise you, they probably, I hate my job. The job that God blessed you with and you shouted about one time, I hate my job. Well, God blessed you. God helped you. Now we're not satisfied. It shows how fickle we are and how quick we can change. We can, listen to me, we can be, and I've done this probably several times. We are so excited on the car lot when we smell that new car, we drive it around, test drive it. Man, it's great. Three, five, six months down the road. Ah, I wish I. What a burden. Houses, but just name it. We just get ourselves, we get, we're so excited in the moment. And it's lost. This is not discipleship. What God instills in mankind, listen, there's, there's a longing, there's a longing to get back to God. There's a long, uh-oh, somebody went and got her. We're not taping this, right? Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Whatever they tell you. <laughs> Listen. He said, go. And... Now, I'm one of those. God's not going to tell me to do something he can't do. But what I do know, he can empower. You say, well, well, no, he can empower. Watch, because I just proved it to you. Follow me. I mean, how much more powerful does it get? Drop, let go. That's empowering. I mean, think about it. When he says, follow me, and that's all it takes. It wasn't no seminar. It wasn't all this prophetic stuff. It wasn't all that nonsense. You know what it was? He just said, follow me, and there's spirit in the words of God. When God connects, amen, when God reaches, why? Because he knows there's a longing to do something for him. 
know what these men have been taught. We can look at their history and find out some of them that grew up and been taught the, the, what we call the Jewish way or even through the Mosaic law. But that wasn't, I mean, you're talking about total change when Jesus comes on the scene. I mean, it, it, it rocked and shook every one of them. So the goal was to reach the world. How? Through Christian discipleship. Because we grow, the more we grow, the more need there is to reach the lost. Now, just for those that don't know, discipleship, a follower. Somebody say a follower. A pupil of a teacher. A pupil of a teacher. We don't need to be taught today. I don't need to have nobody teach me nothing. Me and God's got this. Oh, you know how many times I've heard this? Me and God's got this worked out. God's got my back. Does he? No. No, you're just like I am. He's no respecter of person. Just like he said, go and teach all nations, everybody, the same thing, baptizing. Listen, you, you can't get around it. There's, there's, these, there's these religions out there, and I call them religions because they're not Christians. They're just religions. There's these religions out there that says you don't even need to be baptized. You just confess, confess Christ, and you're saved. Well, that's true if you know what it means. When you confess Christ, it means that you believe that Jesus came and died for you. For your sins, that just means saved means delivered. Doesn't mean that you're in heaven. Saved means delivered. Now, when I confess Christ, I'm delivered from my unbelief. What I didn't know about Christ before, now I confess I do believe in Jesus. I do believe in the cross. That's it. We 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 take it to the. I mean, it, we're we're in heaven now. No. No, because you cannot bypass salvation. Jesus, one of the last things he told me, he said, go into all the world. Every nation, teach him. It's a follower. It's a pupil. It's, it's a pupil of a teacher. Greek means it's a learner. Now, I want you to notice this. Somebody say Old Testament. Disciple, discipleship is not in the Old Testament, period. Because there's no need for it. The way it's given now in the New Testament, the New Covenant. There is no Old Testament word disciple. In fact, it don't even appear in any of the epistles. What's that mean? The letters in the New Testament. It's only in the gospel. Disciple is only in the gospels and the Acts, the book of Acts. Why? Because it has a distinct purpose and meaning to reach the world. To disciple others. That's why Jesus came. His purpose was to make disciples out of people. Believers, that's why we're to testify about what's happened to us. When's the last time you told somebody you was baptized in Jesus' name and was filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues without being scared? Anybody here afraid to tell somebody in your family, I've, I speak in tongues? Because you're afraid they'll make fun of you? Or, or maybe you don't even know how to describe it. That's fine. But I mean, that, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> you go to the back of the Bible, how do we overcome? 
by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Maybe that's why some people are not overcoming. Come on. The Lord's trying to disciple you. And to disciple you means there's a growing process because it means learning, a learner. It means being able to be taught. And so when we look at just the term itself, discipleship, disciple, it's to learn. It's to grow. It's to mature. Because in the Gospels and and the Acts is the only place you're going to find. In fact, it's about 260 times just in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. Now, real quick, what's the first step? What's the first step? What's the first step? In becoming a disciple. Follow. Come on, say, say it real loud. Sounds good. Follow. Sounds easy, don't it? <laughs> so, sounds very easy. Follow me. Because more than a dozen times in the gospel, Jesus said to follow me. Disciples did not attend college. They didn't attend Seminars, they didn't go to all these things to be disciples. Why? Because when you look what Jesus and who Jesus chose, he chose the ordinary common person. And what I have found, not, not, not a blanket statement, because in the elite world or in the uh, educated world, for lack of better words, there are those that need to, people need to see that you've got this PhD and this, you know, poof hair, all this stuff behind you. Think about it. Some, some need that. But what the Lord has used as his pattern is ordinary people to make disciples. That's what, listen to me. Listen to me. That's why as a pastor, as a minister, as a leader, I look back and I think, oh, because when you're going through, oh, God, oh, this is horrible. This is horrific. But everything you go through is an experience because you're going to encounter somebody in ministry. You're going to encounter somebody that needs to know that you know what that knot in your stomach really feels like and it didn't come out of a law book or it didn't come out of an educated book. It didn't come out by somebody just telling you about it. You know what it feels. You know how to walk in somebody's shoes. Look at it. Look at who he picked. Lord calls ordinary to perform his ministry on earth. In fact, we should get, I mean, I do. I consider it a great privilege, a great honor to be chosen by God to fulfill his calling. I would not have chose this. Look at me. I would not have, it might surprise you. I would not have chosen this because some of you think, oh, he's got to be that. No, I don't got to be this. I have to do it with joy. Look at me. Is that a real smile or a fake one? Some days it's fake. Some days it's a reasonable facsimile. I mean, it's just. It's truth. And so in, in that thought, I'm running out of time. In that thought, be who you are. God has constantly had to remind me over the years because I've tried to step into 
the more elite, the more established, the more you know, structured, the more. I've tried to step into things that God says, I didn't call you for that reason. I call you for who you are. And you've got to learn to live in your skin. Some will like you, some won't. Some will understand you, some won't. But you don't live your life for them. You live your life for Him. Amen. Be pleasing to God. And when He calls you and puts something in your life, use your talent. Use what God called you to do if you're a people person. You might, you might get to a thousand people and somebody in the church will well, Lord. Sister Chandler, she's everywhere. She don't know a stranger. And, and in that, we get an attitude. Because what they're doing makes us feel like it's exposing me for not doing anything. Here's that. No. No, that's a part of what God made that person to be. You may not be that outward or open. But God has a purpose for you to reach because when you're backward, when you're, you know, and you step out and you get bold and you witness about the Holy Ghost, that's a strong witness to a lot of people. Amen. Matthew 16, let me hurry. Let me get this in. Because Jesus laid down strict demands of his disciples. Somebody say strict Three times in Luke chapter 14, I don't know if I'll be able to get to it all. Three times in Luke chapter 14, Jesus uses the phrase, He cannot be my disciple. Now, we don't think of Jesus on that negative term, but He did. He said, listen, there's things that will not allow someone to be a disciple. Look at it. Real quick, I'll read it. Then said Jesus to the disciples, if any man will come after me, let him what? Let him what? Get out of the way. I'm preaching to me. There's days I'm sitting right my way. Take up his cross and follow me. What's a cross? It's a burden. It's a weight. It's life for whoever, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, so what? If you're looking for something, there it is. Not because the preacher says it, but because it comes from the Lord himself. If you'll get yourself out of the way, I can do a lot more, and I'm willing to do a lot more with you and for you. For what, and you know, Sometimes you say things and you know it's just going nowhere. What is a profit of man if he shall gain the whole world, lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I read somewhere, social media somewhere, if people in hell could talk, people on earth would sure be different. People on the other side could really talk, and they can't. I don't care what kind of medium you're talking to, they cannot. Think about it. If they could, it sure it sure let us know what's real, because I'm 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 hearing that a lot of people today don't even believe in hell. 
I'm not, I'm not talking about heaven. Heaven's easy to believe, but they don't believe in a hell. Hell's negative. Hell's bad thoughts. Hell's forever. Don't ever forget that. Hell's eternal. For whatever reason. So whatever, whatever little petty thing that we deal with on this earth is meaningless, is minute compared to an eternal hell for any chance at all. I'd rather go to church and, you know, people, oh, well, I'd rather go to church and risk uh, wasting my time sitting in a church and worshiping God and then find out maybe it didn't need, then wait and find out it was needed. Stand with me. Six things he lists there. What is it? Because the key to them has to do with following. Self-denial. Take up his cross. Christ above family. That's a big one today. Forsaking all. There's willing to lose their life. Lay their, their stuff aside. Come on. Greater love that a man has. There's no greater than a man can have than he would lay down his life for his. We won't even make sacrifices for our friends. We can be bleeding and hemorrhaging. We can be going through hell. And some will just walk on the other side and walk away. It's the truth. We've got to, listen, if we don't hear, if we don't talk about these things, that's why Jesus taught them and trained them and told them. That's why he used Peter as an example for the things that Peter went through to show. Listen, that's what people will do in our flesh, in our own ways, in ourselves. Because we're, we're you know, we're going to protect ourselves. The Lord says, listen, if you trust me, if you trust me, then guess what? Self will get out of the way. Let me, I, I got to get this in here. I know they're about ready to come in. Luke 18, 20 through 30. Look at this. Because Peter said, because here's what happened. I want to make sure I, I get this in here. Peter said, Lo, we've left all and followed you. Because the conversation was, about a rich man, the, the, the guy comes and says, hey, I've lived my life. I've, I've been a, a, a good guy all my life. I've followed the law. I've, I've did all these things. And he said, what, what do I need to do to inherit? And Jesus said, looked at him and said, because the man had a lot, he said, sell all you have. Give it away. The man left there upset because he had a lot. Jesus used the, 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 the analogy, it's a rich man's hard for a rich man to make it to heaven. Why? Because he's got so much to give up in himself. And so now they've said, well, Lord, we, we, we've sacrificed. We've done that. We've left our family. He said, very I say to you, there is no man that have left house, parents, brother, wife, children for the kingdom of God's sake. Watch. Whoso shall not, whoso, whoso. Who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting? Mark chapter 10, verse 30, uh, Mark spells it out. He, he says, God will reward you a hundredfold, a hundred times more, whatever it is you lose here. Now, here's the difference. We're going to pray. The difference is, what you give up now, what I do now, is just a small amount of time in life 
Because we even say it sometimes, oh, 10 years from now, who cares? 100 years from now, who? Just a small amount of time. But when you're talking, Jesus is talking eternity. You'll be rewarded, and it will last forever. Come on, bow your heads. Bow your heads. Come on, pray. Pray. Lord, help me. Come on, because some of these things are tough. Come on, some of these things are, are tough to kind of, God's not asking you to sell out and move and do all. He's not asking you to do all that. He's asking you to give up of, of your time, give of your resources, do what you can do. Come on. Make sacrifices. That's all he's asking. Let him be the one. Let him be the one in your life. Come on, you know, I, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody. You, you, you've almost tried everything else. Come on. You've, maybe even you've spoke the words to the Lord yourself, and the Lord now is speaking back to you and saying, listen, whatever, whatever you feel like you have to walk away, whatever you feel like you lose, I want you to know it's a game for my sake. Come on, lift your hands all over this place. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, these words, God, this message. Thank you, Jesus, for the things that you provide, Lord. Help us, God, to have a mentality of understanding, God, the eternal, not the temporary. Help us, God, to understand, Lord, the now. Lord, help us to understand, Lord, the feelings that we have to fight in ourself, Lord. God, to accomplish your will, Lord. God, the callings that you have placed, Lord Jesus. God, the calls that you have made, Lord God, I pray, God, continue, Lord God, continue. Knock on these hearts' doors until, until we submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, discipleship, discipleship. God bless you. Take a few moments. You need to go to the restroom, get a drink. We're going to come back in and have a great service. Looking forward to the message from the Lord today. Amen, amen, amen.